the greatest playoffs ever leads to an historic Super Bowl. Megaforce Records, Johnny Z dies, Joe Rogan continues to come under fire, and our top five Iron Maiden albums of all time coming up on the Plug Podcast. This is the Plug Podcast. I am your host, Bushy. And with me, as always, my brother from another mother. Hey, Bushy. What's going on, buddy? What How you doing? What is up, Metal Mike? I wish I had more nicknames for you. I'm just going to write like a whole bunch of nicknames for you. Oh, I got Kind of like Greg Gutfeld does to Tyrus. <laughs> I, love, I love that. I love Tyrus. Um, no, uh what I was going to say is I've got several aliases I can give you, man, that, that I've acquired over the years. Yeah, of course, okay, DJ Apollo Metal Creed, calm down over there. Okay? It's true, though. <laughs> and, and a lot of them aren't ones I came up with. Well, the one I did sort of kind of. Um, the, the Big Daddy persona, which you've heard Sarah and other people at, at TMS, that's that metalstation.com, folks, for you guys who are just starting to join one of the best podcasts that nobody knows about here on the plug. But that's another story. <laughs> Um, I ain't calling you Big Daddy. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. But, you know. Man, but it is uh, one of my aliases. It is one of my aliases. I feel you. Uh, Silverback is one that my big brother gave me. Yard Ape, Miguel of the Gorilla. Fuck. Oh, yeah, you know. I know, <laughs> right? Hardcore. So other but than your horrible uh, childhood traumas... <laughs> <laughs> Metal Mike, how was your week? Uh, fuck, we're doing you know, a show with uh, just over a week from recording with Sinzak. That show's doing pretty well. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it turned out really good, man, you know. And um, I, I, again, Chris, want to give you a shout out. Thanks for coming on. It was truly an honor. Uh, I mean, come on, man. Uh, Sinzak's kind of a big deal in the podcasting community, uh, no especially way. the rock and music and Bushy podcasting Bushy kept it community. a surprise. 
I know you did. You did. I had a feeling though. I'm like this motherfucker. This surprise is. It's. I thought. Well, maybe it's a stripper that he's going to show on video. That would be kind of cool too. Okay. Even though I wouldn't really get the benefit. And then I thought. Well, maybe it's Dakota. That would be a great surprise. Oh, and anybody Dakota. who listens to our rock and metal cop, <laughs> or you know, our 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 um our um. Rock and Pod episodes know what we're talking about there. Hi Dakota, if you're listening, which I highly doubt you are. Something. What but, was the band? Something Gypsy. Dakota and the, and the um. Dakota something and the Gypsies. I thought yeah, is what it was called. Yeah. I tried to forget her last. Sorry, name. go back, go back to our Nashville talk. Right. Yeah. Listen to our past episodes. God damn it. So only go back so far. You get into a weird zone if you if you get there. Like introducing Metal Mike and up. That's what you want to listen to. Aw, thank you, Bush. Hey, just so, help it out. Even though you did have some good episodes, I really liked your even though it's mega long. It's like as long as an Iron Maiden song. See what I did there? Not but good. um uh they did an episode where it was like their top songs off each kiss release, him and James West. Which we need to get that motherfucker on here sometime in the near future. Oh yeah, he's we gotta fun. get he's Yeah, fun. James a good guy. So yeah, anyway, you know how hard it would be to edit both you and James. Oh come on, man! Like, like I might have to ask for compensation for that fucking episode. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we all know I'm the one that's brought the new dynamic to the show and brings in the listeners, but that's okay, buddy. I know it. <laughs> it's actually it's just oh, this guy actually knows about metal. Well, you know, it's kind of it's kind of funny about you. Like when you had that episode where you pretty much had an all star um, episode, man. And I thought this motherfucker. Now he gets these guys on the show. Now he gets Paco and the Podfather and and the Ayatollah of alcohol. But then I realized, well, now wait a minute. He has to fill that void that's yes. left because I'm busy with other things. It uh kind of blew my ego up even bigger than it already is, Bushy. Thank uh, you for that. Well, I'm. Here to help. <laughs> <laughs> How's your uh, week, man? Um, not too bad, buddy. I mean, you know, just you know, sometimes I'm um, I hurt and I'm sore, but that comes with being 51 years old, you know. But other than that, I uh, got to visit some quality time with my big uh, with my papa, my dad, and uh, uh, we watched uh, uh, kind of did a marathon run. It's it's not over yet, but the book of Boba Fett. Um, I highly recommend it. Really good stuff. I don't know if you got Disney Plus Bushy, but it's really yeah, good. dude. Let me burst your bubble. Couldn't even finish the first episode. Really? You gotta get. You gotta keep watching, dude. It gets ah, better. There's only six. How much time do they get? <laughs> no, it, it. I like it. I like it. I thought even the first episode because it answered a lot of questions, like. Okay, how the fuck exactly did he survive the Sarlacc? Yeah. Come on now. I mean, that's one of the things I've hated about... Like, See, one I of saw my biggest... that and thought it was so fucking stupid. <laughs> I was like, this this is the Matrix. Not the Matrix. What? Labyrinth. Where it was just, helping hands. I'm going to get you out of here. I, it was... I hated that whole oh. scene. <laughs> <laughs> See, I disagree. I thought, man, seeing the inside of the Sarlacc and what he went through and everything, I, I thought it was cool, but whatever, man. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I like to have my stories that have some structure and some explanations for stupid shit instead of, oh, hey, uh, that last trilogy we had, which made absolutely no fucking sense at all. You know, and, and then you find out that they didn't even have a plan for any three of those movies. I think some people just like it just because they slap a Star Wars label on it. Fuck those movies. 
Hey, terrible. I like terrible. Star, I like Star Wars. <laughs> I like Star Wars too, dude. I enjoy, I enjoyed those films. So. I know a lot of people did, and then some people didn't. Um, even the first one, which I think is the best out of the new ones. I had issues with it, but I thought, well, maybe they'll explain some things. Maybe it'll like make sense. Cause I think, and I would like to know what JJ Abrams actually had planned. It would be because, nice. It would be nice. Because snow, but come I... on, dude. we all like Snoke. If he wasn't Darth Plagueis, I'll fucking, you know, eat a bullet. There, there's just certain things that they had going. I think Ray was a lot. There was more to her story than they let on. Like, I mean, dude, she has an instant, reaction the minute she touches Anakin's old lightsaber there had to be a connection there originally you know <laughs> and, and, and and then she's Palpatine's granddaughter get the fuck out of here fuck those movies the Emperor just shows up and gets suddenly better nobody knows why nobody knows how no there's I mean, actually like, there's actually a book to explain that yeah, bullshit see you didn't have to have books to watch the original fucking movies or even the prequel trilogy for that matter it enhanced it but you didn't have to read it you didn't have fuck that shit man no 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 and i the man so to get away from star wars hater news i'm not being a hater i love the mandalorian and i like book of boba fett a lot I gotta ask you, you're a big football fan. Steelers weren't in the playoffs, so why do I care? Oh, Uh, sorry. Yeah, they were, but they did just as good as the Cowboys, so whatever. They did worse. But come on, wild card weekend, we kind of expected. Everything went pretty much the way we expected. Oh, sure, sure. Those next two weeks of football games. Were fantastic. Dude, I think it's the greatest football, playoff football I have ever seen. And I'll tell you why. Because nobody... I thought was going to the big game is in the big fucking game. In fact, this is why it's an historic Super Bowl. It's the first time ever a top seeded team is not in the fucking game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, hey, you know, the Bengals obviously um, big rivals to the Steelers. Um, I just want to throw this out there. Congratulations to the Bengals and their fans, man. You know, I mean, there's some people who are like, oh, fuck that. I'm not rooting for the Bengals no matter what. You know, they're Steeler fans. But to me, I'm like, hey, man, AFC North football, baby. Represent the AFC North. And besides, the Rams are my old home team, and Stan Kroenke's a bitch for fucking making them suck for all these years deliberately so then he could move the team. Fuck that guy. Fuck the Rams. Sorry, Matt Stafford. I like you, but 
Yeah, go Bengals, man. And it, oh, oh, that kind of hurts because I am a Steeler fan. I'm kind of going. Also, the, the Bengals have never won a Super Bowl, so. I'm going Rams, and I'll tell you why. Of course you are. Matt Stafford had to suffer in Detroit for all those yes. years. I know. Heartbreak after heartbreak. No offensive line. No defense whatsoever to speak of. No special fucking teams. Having like Cowboys 1-15 type records. Just not winning games. Goes out to LA and it just fucking works. Man, Stafford deserves a Super Bowl. He deserves a Super Bowl the way fucking Tony Romo deserves a Super Bowl. And I hope I didn't just jinx you there, Matt Stafford. But I got to tell you, normally through the playoffs, man, home field advantage is everything. Only one team took home field, and that was Kansas City in that first, in that second playoff game. Mm-hmm. They won at home and then got blown out. I was like, dude, I did not see that coming. <laughs> you know, I, I got to be honest with you, Bush. I saw the Chiefs play the Bengals, and I remember telling, turning around to my buddy, I said, these guys, the Bengals just won the North. I said, they're going to be dangerous in the playoffs. Because it's not just Joe Burrow, dude, and Jamar Chase. I mean, they've got a great run game. They've got a damn good defense, man. That travels, especially in the playoffs, especially yeah. in the cold. And everybody's not expecting them to win. And it makes teams like the Bengals dangerous, man. So, I mean, hey, whatever happens... I, I don't really have a horse in it. Yeah, really. I don't have so, a dog in this fight if, either. It'll be a Stafford, fun Super Bowl. And frankly, Eminem, Dr. Dre, and Snoop Dogg, dude, I'm excited for halftime for the first time since fucking Prince. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, uh, is, is it as, as cool as, as the as the four as, as the four horsemen, as Amazon call them, uh, the big four, being a, doing a halftime show? No, but, you know, I'll take it. That'll never happen. I feel probably. what you're saying. I really do. Because in the stadiums, rock and roll's playing the whole time. But what's popular right now? Well, even that guy, even those guys are old school, though. Yeah. They're not really, they're not, they're not, you know, because let's be honest, modern rap sucks fucking huge. Dude, deep. come on. They're going to have guys for, you know, doing ASL. They're going to be doing American Sign Language. Could you imagine trying to, they're trying to sign to deaf people and they can't hear what's being said. I know. It's awful. <laughs> So they've got even, the good even rappers some of the in there. So-called rock music. It's, it's like they whisper or they mumble. I'm like, would you speak the fuck up? I don't get it, man. I know I'm an older dude and all that shit, but still, I'm just like, can you at least be cohesive enough to where I can under... And I know that sounds ironic, considering I do like some really heavy bands. You know, even though I'm not really a death metal guy, I'm not. I don't consider myself an extreme metal guy, like Wall or even Savage Annie for our station. They're, They're really into the extreme metal. I am not. I like, and even the most of the extreme metal I do like is the older stuff. It's Yeah, those two, I'm... Surprised they haven't petitioned to get me thrown off the station yet. <laughs> this fucker plays Poison and Debbie Gibson in the same show. No! <laughs> right, right. So, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for... I mean, look, it's I love football. You know, I love... I'm, I'm a huge fan. always have been. Yeah. Um, fan of the um, game. I mean, we have our Yeah, teams, right. And that's game. what was... That's one of the reasons why I went, you know, because we were going to... Cincinnati anyway, Cincinnati to see Clutch on New Year's Eve, and my buddy Brian was like, "Well, hey, dude, we've always had because my big, my buddy Big B, man, his his big goals to he wants to see a game in every football stadium in America. He wants to see, you know, that's his right. goal. Nice. Uh, you know, he uh, recently got diagnosed with a pretty serious um, ailment, and so now he's even more determined to do this stuff while he's still able. Right. So. Uh, 
So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, so he was like, let's go see, you know, the Chiefs and the Bengals, bro. I'm like, ooh, Patrick Mahomes? All right, man, I'm down. And then, of course, Joe Burrow being the number one pick overall, he got hurt last year, which was really the best thing for the Bengals because then they turn around and they get Jamar Chase. Yeah, right. Fuck. Okay, how lucky can you get? You know, but, but yeah, it was a great game. It was a great game. And that's when I realized, yeah, these Bengals are going to be dangerous, man. I told everybody, I said, look out. Look out for the Bengals, man. Yeah. Look out. And I, I think was they disappointed make- in the Bills. Uh, I, I, man, I got faith in that team. And I got, and I got to tell you, they're my number two team. I know. You know, your favorite AFC team, right? Favorite AFC team. Yeah. yeah. You know, because it's like, man, in Northern New York, where I lived, that's all they showed was the Bills game on ABC. Sure, sure. Well, of course. Yeah. It don't matter what's playing. If the Bills are playing, they're playing. Now, on CBS, or on Fox, rather, up there, the Giants could be playing a game at the same time as the Cowboys. But if the Giants had a shitty record, they're just going to show you the fucking Cowboys game. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where I am now, they don't do that. It's Panthers all the time. Even though they were... Dude, the final week. <laughs> the final week were... Maybe we can get a number two seed. Panthers game. I'm like, they're not even in it. <laughs> you know? Right. Infuriating. But no, Buffalo, I think they... Uh... Well, hey, I want you to know, I was pulling for them too, because again, they've never won a Super Bowl. So right. it's like, well, you know... Four years in a row they went. I'm sorry. I know. Fight. I'm sorry they had to fight the AFC East or the NFC East when it was good. I They're one of those teams like Dallas, I'm always going to say, next year, man, they've got everything they need. They've got to shore up a couple things. I can't figure out what's wrong with Dallas. But Buffalo, this is one of those teams I'm like, no, no. These guys are going to make a legitimate run. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, it, it's exciting. I, I am excited for the Super Bowl simply because I have no dog in that fight. So I guess I just really don't care. So, you just want to see a good game. Just want to see a good game. Right, right. Joe Rogan. Let's get political for a hot second. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah. Neil Young, who exactly, comes out and starts a fucking war. (laughs) He has started a war with Spotify. Said to Spotify, there's only room for Young or Rogan, not both. And then pulled his music because Spotify said, well, hey, you aging hippie that nobody cares about anymore. Fuck off. (laughs) Then they come out with a cleverly edited video of the multiple times that Joe Rogan, 12 years ago, (laughs) you know, used the N-word without ever explaining context. And they're just Jody Mitchell's dropping out. Uh, uh, Indy Ari is dropping out, pulling all of her shit from fucking Spotify. And then Neil Young says, I encourage everyone that works for Spotify to quit or lose your soul. Here's where I have the problem. I don't necessarily even have the problem with Joe Rogan. First of all, he didn't spread, you know, disinformation or misinformation or however no, the media is no. saying it. He got the guy on that developed the technology that developed the mRNA. The vaccines we have in our arms is because of this guy. Yeah. He made a statement. Oh my God, he's spreading misinformation. Why? Because that guy, the guy that invented the fucking thing says, I think you're using it more than you probably should. (laughs) That's an opinion from the guy that invented it. Right. I don't know how that's misinformation. But for Neil Young to come out. Yeah, go ahead. And say, 
Now remember, we're going to keep on rocking in the free world. A rock and roll will never die. And I'm pretty sure he's from the culture that said, fuck the man. Don't trust anyone over 30. Peace, love, happiness, free will. Do what the government tells you. What the fuck has happened to these aging goddamn hippies? Are, is he just trying to get relevant? Dude, I have never I... heard Neil Young in my local grocery store down here ever in three years since I moved to the South. I can also tell you that in 32 years of New York, I can't remember ever hearing Neil Young in the grocery store. I heard it today. <laughs> Interesting. That's what I thought. Hmm. How the hell do you go from peace, love, happiness, fuck the man, you know, hell no, we won't go and all that to do exactly what the man tells you to do? Bro, I, I don't know, man. Um, and nothing, I don't think this is just a Neil Young thing. I think this is a concentrated effort from, um, and I know this is going to make me sound like one of them conspiracy people, but you know what? Yeah, I am a little, you got to understand something, folks. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm more of what you would label a libertarian, but I don't really like labels. I don't trust the fucking government. I never have trusted the government. And with goddamn good reason, okay? Just go down the history of our government and the thing, the shady, corrupt, you know, it just kind of cracks me up how you see these people on Facebook that'll argue on both sides, you know, trying to convince the other that they're right. It's a waste of fucking time. It's like mental masturbation without the fucking payoff, all right? My, my I don't problem, get it. my problem with the whole it. thing is just, I, and I know it's pesky, I know it's a pain in the ass, and I know a lot of people are very left leaning and would like to get rid of this whole thing. Oh, what, but, freedom of fucking speech? Yeah, yeah, well, the, the Constitution itself. <laughs> oh, yeah, that and, too. And those, and those amendments. Dude, they hate those. Yeah. But the whole freedom of speech thing, it, it, it's interesting. You know what? All those people that hate that shit, talk to me in fucking a year or two when they get rid of all of them. Okay, guys? Tell me what you think of those amendments in that Constitution then. That's all I'm going to say, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. And uh, I am not for canceling people, but I'm... Fuck I'm, no. This whole cancel shit's been going on for a long time, and it, and it seems to me there is a double standard with the right and the left. Oh, there absolutely yeah. is. I mean, look at what Whoopi Goldberg just did, for fuck's sake, man. If that was any right-leaning or libertarian or anybody who wasn't part of the, you know... Narrative. Say narrative. It. You can say yeah, it. Yeah, let's narrative. say it. The narrative. My God, they'd be fucking crucified on a fucking cross like Christ, okay? They would be, just, just be real about it, man. Be real Well, here's about the thing. It, here's the thing. Here's something that I think is interesting. And like and, Joe Rogan pointed terrifying. out. It's interesting. It's both interesting and terrifying at the same time. Spotify is not an American company. No. It's a Swedish-owned company. So are we saying that a European company is giving more freedoms than an American company? It's ridiculous the way it goes yeah. down. Whoopi should not be fired. She gave an apology, which I felt was sincere. Yeah. I, I posted about it on Facebook. I think she's just maybe ignorant of things because color has become so prevalent. To race. That's what, yeah, to her yeah. it's a black and white thing. It's not. Folks, and and that's fair. I thought well, she no, gave. She me up about I thought she thought. gave a heartfelt and sincere apology. I don't even like the suspension. She came on the view and gave the best apology of the three she gave, but she finally got it right. Rogan has had to apologize twice, but CEO the CEO of Spotify is like, nah, he's staying with us. 
Now, as the media keeps saying, maybe if Taylor Swift pulls her music, they'll freak out. I don't know. I just find it interesting that Joe Rogan's still standing. Because look, 11 million listens every single episode. Yes. $100 million over the next four years. They're protecting their asset. Well, not only that, there's this. The media is scared of people like Joe. The mainstream media don't like people like Joe. They don't like that Tim Pool guy on YouTube. They don't like anybody who draws in listeners and is like telling the fucking truth or at least giving different sides to an argument. Well, that's the whole thing is he gets people on and and he's just asking questions like you or I would do. If you had Joe Rogan is not a Republican, ladies and gentlemen. He's more leaning to the left. He's a Bernie supporter. For fuck's sake. Come on, man. Like (laughs) get a grip here. But this whole misinformation shit, like he pointed out, you know, a year ago, if somebody said, oh, you you know, wearing masks don't really help. Oh, that had been misinformation. Um, oh, there's just cloth so many masks? Things. No, Fauci has backed that. The, oh, you know, I, the God, the almighty, high and powerful God, whatever. Dr. Fauci, has said okay. that, you know, cloth masks don't work. You got to have the N95. Oh, but we don't have N95 for children, but we have N95-like because N95s were never built for fucking children. This guy right. flip-flops all the time. And the things all that the people like time. us have been saying for a year while everybody else is hiding in their basement eating the last of their goddamn Tootsie Rolls <laughs> is finally coming to fruition. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so while we were conspiracy theorists a year ago, it's like, hey, dude, calm down. But to silence that voice is infuriating. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't care if I like or dislike or agree or disagree or abhor a certain kind of speech. I would defend to the death your right to say it. And yep. yeah, bitches, I actually put the uniform on. That's not just talk. Yep, you damn right. And again, thank you for your service, my Stop friend. Stop it. I'm just, I'm just pointing out no, the fact I, I that always there's think a lot of people that say shit like that, but they I, haven't done it. I always think veterans and any of the old people I take care of, man, when I find out they're a veteran, I always say the same thing. You know what I do? I say, may I shake your hand? Hell yeah, because those guys, man, they, they're the real deal. So, uh, but the, the point that I'm, you know, look, man, I, and I'm not a guy who's, like I said, I, I just, you know, it's like, because I'll watch CNN and Fox, okay? Because you got to kind of watch both so you can kind of make up your own mind about shit because they're, even Fox, I mean, it is, it is slanted to the right. There's no denying well, that. Well, sure. But you know what cracks me up about the the, the, the the left is when they want to bitch about. It. I'm like, it's one station compared to everybody else. Yeah, plus big all tech, the other by ones. the way. Yeah. Plus big tech. Oh, you know, like, come on, man. <laughs> okay. Like, just, okay, we got to move on to the next topic. Meta Mike's about to go down a fucking rabbit hole. <laughs> I, I, I just get tired of it, though, dude. It's like, and another thing, man. Like, oh, there's nothing wrong with. <laughs> Presenting different sides to an argument, guys. So Never. this shit of shutting people down. I don't know. I don't like it. It reminds me of communist Russia and fascist Germany, man. It's like shut you down, shut you up, lock you up, put you away. I mean. It's totally like those assholes that think David Lee Roth's better singing than fucking Sammy Hagar. Another dream goes up in the smoke. Huh.
Yeah, maybe not now. Uh, so, again, though, okay, this is like the same Ozzy versus Dio. Just stop oh already. God, here we go. Stop. Take They're your both cue. Awesome. You said you're the time. You said you're the talent. Take your cue, bitch. Hey, hey. <laughs> Johnny Z. Founder of Megaforce Records. I, I got to say, um, listening to uh, Cobras and Fire today, they did a great tribute to Johnny Z. It was awesome. I haven't finished it, but what I've heard was fantastic. Well, I can tell you this. Whoever the guest is, because I don't know his name. Chris Aiken. Well, thank you, Metal Mike. From right. the Classic Metal Show. He's also uh, Joshua Toomey's co-host. Okay. Podcast. Aiken's, he's a writer. Aiken's the man. Yeah. That okay, yeah, I have heard him on Toomey, and I think he mentioned that in the he's show. Hilarious. And but you he like said, him. He's hilarious. He's a lot like you, Bush. <laughs> nice, nice. But he said something that uh, really struck me, because the bands they were talking about and the albums they were talking about, well, yeah, I know those. <laughs> I like that stuff, man. But he's like, you wouldn't know it was Megaforce Records. And I was like, yep. <laughs> Didn't have a clue. I couldn't tell you who anybody belonged to back in the day. I never paid attention to that stuff. But this dude had an interesting story. And I, Metal Mike, I know you're well-versed in this guy. Yes. Um, I, I, I was Facebook friends with Johnny Z. I used to advertise my radio show from time to time. And he was always really sweet. He'd go, hey, buddy, I don't mind you advertising. Just make sure when you put a new one up, you take the old one off. He goes, because I get so much content on my Facebook that it overloads it. I mean, he would even wish me happy birthday from time to time. I, I, and I did message him and said, Hey, uh, Mr. Z, thanks. And I just want to tell you, man, that I really admire, cause to me, him and, and guys like Brian Slagle, they, they are as just as much of my heroes is the bands that we love because Johnny Z, just like Chris Aiken pointed out, this guy put his money, he believed in Metallica so much that he bet the farm, literally, to put out Kill Em All. Like, dude, that's like, and he put out Ride the Lightning. Like, that's fucking huge. And yes, yeah, it yeah. paid off for him, but people have to understand something. Yes, Metallica's the gold standard. They're probably the most, the biggest metal band of all time. You know, I don't think you can really even argue with that. Yes. It'd be hard. It'd be you hard. Know, but, but... Dude, back then, Metallica was a pariah. People didn't get it. Nobody heard anything like it, especially you younger folks. I'm not trying to talk down to you, but you know what you know. From, look, it's a generational thing. We always say, what does our good friends from the Rock and Metal Combat podcast always say, Bush? Timeline is everything. Oh, everything. Just a oh. five-year difference makes a difference. Hold on. This, this just in. Uh, this is from uh, Wadzilla. Uh -oh. He says, quit pimping my show on that dirty fucking rag you call a show. Okay. Well. <laughs> Whatever. Wadzilla loves me. So, you know, basically, you, you know, you're, you're, I mean, people just don't understand. And, and for those people who want to, and look, I've said some heavy things about Metallica. I, I was a, I loved the first several albums. Metallica was my introduction to Thrash. I'll never forget it when my my big brother's friend, Dave Grindstaff, brought over Kill Em All and Show No Mercy by Slayer. It was early 1984. Kill Em All had been out for a few months. Slayer literally, had, from my understanding, had dropped around Christmas time. So this is new. This is new. 
I didn't know what to fucking think of it. I mean, I'd like to say, oh, yes, I embraced Thrasher immediately. Uh, no, I fucking freaked out. was like, what the fuck is this? What is this new sound I have to take in? And do I like it or not? I'm right, not right. sure. It took me a little while. And then when I heard uh, we had this local radio show, KC95, which KC95 in the St. Louis area is legendary radio station. They started out in the late 60s or almost like a pirate radio. They're one of the first FM radio stations. And they always played Sabbath and Zeppelin. We're talking when it was new, bitches, when, you know, nobody played shit like that. Okay, they had a show called Monday Night Metal, which this hot DJ called Laren has just brought back recently on Monday nights. So, you know, I, I shouldn't plug another radio station, but it's terrestrial radio, so fuck it. If you live in the St. Louis area, you're a metalhead, you need to check it out and support that shit. Anyway. No, no, you don't. You need to tune into Metal Mike on uh, Friday nights. Well, tune in to Friday nights, too, but Monday Night Metal. But, but what you want to do is, if you can, try to record it or DVR it, because you, you also need to listen to Savage Annie on Mondays, too. I love you, Annie. Anyway, um... So my, basically, I'm trying to say this. I listened to, I heard, a, they played two songs. They played Fade to Black and For Whom the Bell Tolls. I was like, ooh, who's this? Metallica. I'm like, what? So then I went back to my my brother's buddy and said, hey, dude, you, you got that you got that new Metallica album that's got, and he's like, yeah. So he, he, he copied me that album and he copied me Kill Em All. And then Master of Puppets just come out and my older brother bought it. So we were kind of getting into the thrash metal thing and I liked it. But I wasn't all in yet. Like, I was still scared of Slayer. Like, Slayer, man, I heard fucking Show No Mercy, and it freaked me out. I'm like, hey, whoa. You know? See, and this is coming from a guy who was into Merciful Fate and some pretty evil shit, but Slayer freaked me out. Well, then, fast forward uh, uh, the same year when Master Putts come out, Megadeth's piece sells, but who's buying? That's when I bought all in on the thrash metal movement. But my point that I'm trying to make, without Johnny Z doing what he did for Metallica, I don't think you get any of the extreme metal that comes to follow. You don't get extreme metal without thrash metal, period, exclamation point. You can say what you want about Metallica, folks. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Black Album. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of their musical direction after that. I do like a lot of the songs off Hardwired Substruct. I'm more of a Cliff Burton era guy. I will admit that freely. But you cannot... You, I mean, people just it's almost because they've become the norm. People it's its hard to explain to people younger like, dude, that shit was mind blowing when it first come out, man. It was so different from anything that anyone was doing at the time. And for Johnny Z to do what he did and then go on and help Anthrax and Testament and Raven and how many other awesome. Yeah. Oh, and Overkill and all these other great fucking bands, man. And I got to I mean, tell you, I, I, I got to tell you, I only know Overkill plus the bands you said because I listened to that Cobras of Fire episode. I'm that guy that I, I feel bad that uh, I really have no knowledge of who this Johnny Z guy is. But I do know the impact he made. You know, Metallica, I got too late. You know, I, I got, you know, when one hit MTV, that's when I got to Metallica. I'd already gotten into Megadeth. So Megadeth, you know. That See, that's what's sells. weird for you. Now, did you know, you probably didn't know at the time that Dave at one I point. I didn't have a clue. Now, neither did I. Any when of I, that drama. I bought Peace Cells and I loved it. I'm going, oh, and then I found out by reading articles, he was in Metallica. Holy shit. You know, so there was this whole history there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm more of like the second wave of Thrash fans, I think. You know, like I wasn't there for the very beginning. But, fuck, I lived in the fucking states or sticks in fucking Illinois. 
you know, yeah, you know, Southern right. Illinois, you know, it was like, it was kind of hard to come by shit like that. I didn't have mom and pop records. I didn't, you know, so, but yes, uh, I love, uh, old Metallica, um, I, back in the day, believe it or not. And I still kind of feel that way. I was more of a Megadeth guy, but Hey, that's not to disparage Metallica, but yeah, Johnny Z very, very important. Like, incredibly important like i said here's a guy who had the him and his wife he had his wife's support she loved metallica too those two man marcia she she was just gone a year maybe a little over a year ago i mean very very important people to 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 the metal scene man you know i mean uh, yeah, like i said i i feel uh almost guilty well, you as, should. As a music fan, I don't know anything about this cat. <laughs> Sorry. But I don't know. Uh, I mean, I know a couple producers. I know, you know, Michael Wagner. I know Bob oh. Ezra. And I know Mutt Lang. I was like, ah, we're, we're oh. getting to the end of my knowledge about producers. What about Bob Rock? I'm sure okay, Bob heard. Rock. Yeah, Bob, Bob Rock. Yeah. <laughs> the Bob, Black uh, Album. <laughs> Bob, uh, I ruined Metallica. <laughs> Uh, rock, bitch. <laughs> anyway, um, it's really not that bad a record. I think it's, uh, it's okay. Honestly, Bushy, as I've gotten older and I've actually been able to absorb the whole album. I mean, I did a review on uh, the Rock and Metal Combat podcast a few years ago. Plug, plug. Um, fuck those guys. When I <laughs> when I first, I, I just got, lie, hold man, on, I was, hold on. I'm sorry. I just got a message from Doctor Fuck. He uh, said, "Yeah, what Wadzilla said." But I should have said it first. This podcast sucks. Well, whatever. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what we got from fucking Ralph. Fuck you, Ralph. Ralph loves us, especially <laughs> me. So, um, no, you know. And there we are. Bye, vinyl guys. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I, I just, yeah. Johnny Z, very, very important. Um, and he was a big deal to me because I, you know, I did pay attention to that Mega Force Records, even the major labels. I, I paid attention when Motley Crue was on Electra. I paid attention when Rat was on, I believe, Atlantic. I think they were on Atlantic Records. I paid attention to that stuff for whatever reason. You know, I always did. So it was like, I just like I knew who Brian Slagle was. Another guy, kind of Johnny Z's West Coast counterpart right. a counterpart if you will very important very important signed a lot of bands helped out a lot of bands including slayer lizzie borden um my god just go down the list there too a bunch of li- uh bands slayer oh, yeah. helped pave the way in fact rats on the first metal massacre compilation right along with metallica folks nice so there you go and i used to work with that bass player ramagani oh, I oh no shit yeah. oh cool yeah he works at the place I worked when I first moved down here he oh. he left uh, California and came to the mountains of western bumfuck North Carolina oh hey man <laughs> but man the whole reason we've been talking about this Johnny Z thing is because we do have a rock and roll episode for you I gotta say you know the people that know who Johnny Z is and made that big an impact Man, I wish I would have known who this guy was. Like I said, record labels. I remember seeing Polygram and Geffen and Atlantic. Maybe you Capital. Were, you, you, you were more familiar at that time with the major labels. And that makes sense, Bushy, because you and you and Ian are close to the same age, right? Yeah, I think we're... I, See, yeah, he might be a year or two older than me. But yeah, but I we're, think, yeah, I we're think, the same age. 
I think I'll, I'll be 47 a- on the 18th. Yeah. Your big think, comeback day. Yeah, right. There you go. Oh, well, happy birthday, man. For Told you I would be in there requesting all kinds of fucked up shit because it's my birthday. Yeah. And, I, and even, I would be drunk. Even, even Sinzak said he'd pay a visit after his live show, which I'm honored. But, I'd um, be like, Millie Vanilli. It's my birthday, bitch. <laughs> oh, I ain't got none of that shit. You're gonna, you're gonna have a disappointing birthday. No, I got something. Not I, really, because I could send it to you. I no, I got something <laughs> special in mind for you, buddy. All right, you know, and then you'll like it, and I'll play it because I love you, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. It is what it is, bro. So, um, you know, so Ian, you know, he always thought, well, if it wasn't on a major label, it was no good. That was his attitude, you know. Um, where with you, you probably didn't just have much exposure to that kind of stuff, man. You were more of an MTV guy. You 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 discovered new bands from MTV because of where you lived. My uh my stepdad, he introduced me to a lot of stuff. Like where my dad gave me my first Kiss albums, you know, that brought me into this heavy metal world and I had to go discover it. When we got to New York, man, him and my mom, they split up. She was dating a dude 10 years younger than her. And he's only like maybe 10 years older than I am, Max. <laughs> he was a young dude, you know. And he was into metal. And I discovered Wasp. Sweet. And I discovered Megadeth. And, you know, Quiet Riot and Metallica. All these bands I hadn't even heard of. Right. And I hadn't even heard of these motherfuckers. I heard about what was on FM radio. Because, yes, Top 40 FM radio used to play the metal of the day. The glam bands, the hair metal. Sure. You know, when Headbangers Ball, when I can catch into it. But, dude, I heard Slayer's Seasons in the Abyss. Nice. My, my exposure there was Mr. Ricky fucking Rackman in the Headbangers Ball. Uh, 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 oh, fuck. Sepultura. Territory. Right. Ricky Rackman, Headbangers Ball. I mean, so I'm getting all this shit thrown at me. I had no idea about this guy. And he's hugely important. Um, and, and I am sad... Now, in retrospect, that a, a, a an icon, a legacy is gone. But thank God, I know a lot of those albums that he helped fucking bring to fruition. Yeah, right. And 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 that that right there is is what truly matters. And also, it's another shining example of how 2022 can go suck my dick so far. I mean, it's like Grim Reaper's just on a roll right now. Oh, dude. Like, well, damn. think about it. You're 51. I'll be 47 in a week. Dude, guess what? Yep. <laughs> Maybe two weeks. It's closer to two weeks than a week. Yeah, guess what? I know. I'm going to be a blubbering fucking wreck when Gene Simmons dies, because that dude's like my idol. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a crazy fucking episode we do there. Yes, yeah, it's going to... There will be an all Gene Simmons episode. Well, hey, man, I love the demon, and 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 he's very important. Look, I've said before, you know where I'll probably be a hot mess? Um, Sabbath, especially Ozzy. Ozzy got me Oof. through so much shit growing up as a kid, man. Um, that one's gonna hurt. Yeah, Ozzy. Yeah, yeah. Not you know, ready for it. Not ready. Not ready. Not ready for that, man. I mean, wasn't ready for Dio. In fact, I was one of those guys that was in denial. I'm like, he's not gonna die. He's fucking Dio, man. He'll beat yeah. this shit. You know, he ain't gonna fucking die. He can't die. And then there was other ones where I was just blown away or shocked by, like um, Peter Steele. Peter Steele was one oh, that blew Pete. me away. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I was like, what? You know, and, and then Lemmy, of course. Lemmy, uh, Dimebag, Vinny even died suddenly. I'm like, God damn, man. For real. I mean, it's like we have 
Yeah, it, it is what it is, though. But he he left behind an incredible legacy and uh, very very important to the metal scene. Wouldn't have extreme metal for good or bad. All depends on how you look at it. But all you youngins out there, they're into that really ultra hit. Wouldn't have that without Johnny Z. Just hey, saying. I'm gonna tell you this Period. too. I'm gonna tell you this too because I know how much all you guys love him. You might not have Eddie Trunk either. No, no. <laughs> Very, yeah, dude, because here's the thing. He hired I love Eddie, Eddie Trunk. Trunk. Come on my show, Eddie. Um, yeah, Eddie, come on, man. We'll talk to you, dude. Um, well, oh, oh, you're going to talk to him, too? Okay, come on our show, Eddie. I had to be sure because I thought you were a hater. I'm not a hater. I, remember I said last week, I said that I think Eddie's done a lot for the rock and metal community. I had one one you know but you're right you're right right i i don't think he's a bad guy at all i stand corrected yeah you know i mean yeah i don't always agree with eddie's takes on shit but hey i don't fucking agree a lot of people don't agree with me so it's like (laughs) who cares you know i I don't agree with you motherfucker how do you think this record is any good (laughs) Right, right well you know yeah sometimes we agree it just depends um so I mean, any, well, any, any well, final thoughts Alex, on Johnny Z? Um, fuck, man. Uh, I'm still kind of just reeling it from it. Like it's it, sometimes it almost doesn't seem real. Um, just a class dude, really cool guy. I wish I'd have got to know him more than I did, uh, which means I'm gonna have to be more ultra aggressive about getting some of these people on not just the plug podcast, but the metal Mike radio show, because he's wanted to interview Johnny Z and I never got around to doing it. And now he's gone. And I, uh, it's just like, cause I, one of the things I've decided when I come back on the air is I'm going to start getting a little bit more aggressive with stuff like that. Um, and I want to, I'd like to interview Brian Slagle as well, because like I said, those guys are just as important to me. And maybe it's because I can relate to them more a little bit because I'm not a musician Bush. So the whole idea of being a, like, honestly, when I was younger, my big dream, I always wanted to be a rock star. Don't get me wrong. I wanted to be one, but I had no musical talent whatsoever. Um, oh, I miss playing guitar. Where my big brother did. See, Dave, scapegoat, he can play bass. He can play guitar. He can play drums. Not only that, he's really good at artistic shit. He can draw, pen and ink, skull, nice. airbrush. He's very smart. My brother's kind of a renaissance man. He's one of those guys really good with computers. Well, you know, he did our intro. He does all these fucking e- a, a master editor made Spotify and he's got this other program he uses made him his bitch. My brother's a very, very talented guy. And um, he, you know, so for him, he, he was like, I kind of lived vicariously through him when it came to music. So my other thing was like, I was always the class clown. So my big dream was that I was going to be a stand up comedian. I wanted to be what John, Don Jameson and, and Jim Florentine ended up being. That was my dream. That right. didn't really happen either because I pissed off the uh, manager at the Funny Bone here in St. Louis and kind of got banned. But fuck her. She's a fucking moron anyway. You know, but but now I've discovered podcasting and Internet radio. So everything works out, you know. Yeah, but so it's, it's a way to, to live. People, people like that, though. It's like Johnny Z. If I had the money, like. You know, and that's the thing where I give Johnny credit for. He had the balls to do what he did. Maybe I don't, but then again, I don't have a house to mortgage anyway, really. Right. You know, you know what my situation is. So, but my point that I'm trying to make is if I was to come into some money, like 
if I was to win the lottery or publisher's greenhouse, I know what I'm doing. I'm quitting nursing today, that day. Sorry, ain't coming in, done. And then uh, I would devote all my time and resources into that metal station and this podcast and take it to, I, and I would like want to get into promoting bands, um, doing, you know, live shows, uh, maybe even, start, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to say I'd like to start my own label, even though records don't really make any money. Metal Mike Records, that's my dream. And and it's guys yeah, like that make that, um, you know, um, that, you know, I look up to him and I'm like, well, I can't be like Ozzy, but I could be like that guy. I could be like Brian Slagle. I could be like Todd LaJory from, um, I think that's his name. What was his name? No, that's not his name. Todd. Fuck. He was the guy who created Combat Records. God damn it. I can't remember. Yeah, but, I can't. I, I don't even know. <laughs> um, well, if you want to know more about guys like Johnny Z, man, I recommend watching cool documentaries like um, Get Thrashed, the story of thrash metal. Like Johnny Z's featured. Like one of his greatest lines is when he saw Slayer in like 86, I think. It was, it was the fucking... Rain and Blood tour at the Palladium, maybe? or No, 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 it was more Moore's. And he's like, it was the scariest place to be. I don't give a fuck if you were Satan, you were fucking scared. Yeah. <laughs> that New York accent. That New York you know? accent, hell yeah. He was so fucking cool. Johnny Z was the fucking man. Marsha was the, hey, you know, everybody, you know, let's take a moment of silence and fucking, oh, you know what, fuck that, they wouldn't want silence. Let's just yeah. fucking throw I was, I was going to say that they've been listening to you fucking babble for 20 minutes. Hey, fuck. Listen to more uh, metal horns. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's really hard to say final thoughts because it's like I said, it's just. Okay, then then stop. Okay, damn, Bush. <laughs> uh, Big Daddy just got hip slapped. <laughs> you got to have a cattle prod to stop this dude. <laughs> Oh, God damn it! I'd be like Cartman. Damn it! <laughs> you, know, you know what my final thoughts are? Uh, rest in peace. Yeah, thank you rest for in the, power. Thank, thank you for the bands that it realized yes. you thank brought you. to the forefront. Thank you for my, my formative teenage years. Fuck thank yeah. you. For that heavy shit. I didn't know that. It's a good story. It is. It's a great story. And I hope somebody does a documentary about the Zazulas. Oh, yeah. Iron Maiden. <laughs> I left alone My mind was blank I needed time to think To get the memories from my mind What did I see? Can I believe That what I saw that night Was real and not just fantasy Just what I saw In my old dreams the reflections of my woman staring back at me Cause in my dreams It's always there The evil face that twists my mind And brings me to despair one of the most successful bands in heavy metal, even though they're not Metallica or Priest 
or Kiss, any of these big names you hear well, all the time. Well, when you're flying your own jet and the lead singer is your flyer, your pilot, yeah, you're pretty goddamn successful. Maiden you're, is. You're fucking huge. And much like Metallica that got successful based on <laughs> word of mouth, Maiden kind of does the same thing. They don't release a shit ton of videos, even though they've always released videos. They definitely don't get any airplay. Oh, especially now. But man, we love this band. Yes. I mean, and not only that, but one of the big, like, really, you could say Maiden is to the new wave of British heavy metal, what Metallica was to thrash metal. I mean, they were, I think out of, yes, yes. I mean, don't, and I'm not taking anything away from Saxon or any of the other bands, folks. I love those guys too, but we're talking success wise. I mean, my God, Maiden, they have been incredibly successful, man. Um, And have a hardcore, rabid, loyal fan base. Um, They just, I got to tell you, Maiden Tards are every bit as bad as Kiss Tards. Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that, Bush. You said it, but you're well, right. Because I love Maiden. Me too. But sometimes there's some shit. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, yeah, yeah. I, I hear, man, I think you and I might be on the same page here, man. And I feel bad saying it because it's not like, how do I put this? Like, I just. You, I, you I'll look, tell you how to put it. They could release a shitty fucking album, like, say, um, Senjutsu, that I've only been able to listen to once entirely. But they can go on a massive tour. And sell out everywhere they go. And they're going to sell out, not arenas, they're going to sell out stadiums, because they're going to be bringing you all kinds of classic shit, and there may be like three or four songs, but you'll have a three-hour set. Mm -hmm. These guys, they constantly, constantly deliver... Uh, man, this is this. I, I think this is gonna be a fun episode. Uh, what was your first introduction to Maiden? Oh, um, well, really, um, again, you know, uh, big thank God for Big Brothers. I mean, that's one thing that uh, um, our esteemed founder of that metal station, uh, Scott Green, he had always said to me, Well, my, I don't like you gotta understand, you had a big brother, you were lucky. You know, and, and I, I know what he means because when I've met people like you and other people that kind of had to fucking figure out the shit on their own, um, even though Dave was only three years older than me, plus I had the neighbor across the street, Kevin Barnes, who was literally like a big brother to us. So they were always turning me on to things. And it was my brother. He brought home, uh, um, um, oh, you know, Number of the Beast and just blew my mind. Just blew, from the very opening. Woe to you, oh, earth and sea. You know, just bam. And then the song. Da, 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 da. Fucking fell in love, man. Um, after that, we, we we discovered, you know, our, we went back and got the first two records. Loved them, too. Loved uh, everything that pretty much followed up to a certain point for me. I, I got to be honest with you. This list is very um, biased. I'm sorry, folks, but, uh, you know, again, it's the albums I not only go back to, but it's the albums that, um, much like my Kiss list, I'm sure people know, oh, yeah, original Kiss, you know, well, uh, again, that's my era, ladies and gentlemen, even though what's funny is most people you talk to my age or even a little older, they didn't really get into Kiss until maybe Love Gun or Alive 2 or even Dynasty, 
Well, I had an older brother who brought home a live when I was a little feller. So again, I was lucky. And it was kind of the same thing with Maiden. You know what I mean? Like I was introduced to Maiden. Number of the Beast broke big in America. Um, and also just their cup, their album covers and everything about is it, it. You know what? Scott Ian said it best. Iron Maiden took every fucking young dude from the ages of like 13 to 25 and just grabbed them by the fucking balls and didn't let go. And oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the total truth, oh, yeah. man. And for me, it was right there along with what was going on with Priest. And then, you, of course, you had Dio with Sabbath and that era, which to me is very new wave of British heavy metal sounding, even though they weren't a, a Nawabwan band. But, you know, again, Martin Birch, who produced a lot of Maiden albums, produced those albums with Dio, um, the Heaven and Hell version of the band, if you will. Um, you know, so, yeah, it was like it was already kind of in my will, Motorhead and that, and, the, and that like. Uh, but my God, man, Maiden just and, and the musicianship. And that's one thing. Even the albums that don't really grab me, you can't sit there and go, well, that really sucks. It's not that it sucks. Like, I listened to Sinjitsu. I, I listened to it twice because I hadn't really familiarized myself with it. I got to be honest with you. Um, and I tried to listen to it once with my headphones. I couldn't get through the whole album. There, some of the songs were just too long, man. Just bored the fuck out of me. So what I did is last night during my med pass at work, I listened to it on my laptop. Not bad for background music. That's all I'm going to say. There was a few songs on there I actually liked, but some of them I'm going, oh my God, this is just, I, I and I feel horrible and I know I'm going to piss a bunch of Maiden people off. No, it's okay because we already know Sinjutsu is not going to be on either of our lists. Fuck and no. I, and, and I got to tell you, I, uh, I don't like Prague as a rule. Right. You're not a Maiden. Prague guy at all. Maybe it's because some of the prog guys like really suck on vocals. Giddily, giddily, giddily. Whatever. But I love Pink Floyd. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't like I don't like prog maiden. But I do like it. <laughs> you know, it's it's a fucked up thing. But prog maiden did not make it on my top five at all. Now, I got into Maiden uh, late, late, man. Uh, Wasted Years was the big video on MTV. That's mm -hmm. when I got into fucking Maiden, dude. And uh, I especially got into that album in particular. Somewhere in time. Yeah, because uh, I got, my mom bought me uh, Kiss Crazy Nights and White Snake, the self-titled oh, okay. from 87 for uh, Christmas one year. I bring my records home. I'm so happy. I'm playing them. I'm jamming them because, you know, fuck yeah, it's 1987. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm a still kid. Tight, bro. Hell yeah. I'm having fun. Well, my dad grabs my Kiss record oh, because damn, Paul Stanley with his little fucker showing his thong saw the back of the album cover, whips out the jacket. And dude, he's like circling lyrics that are inappropriate for children highlighting i mean this is not a lie like three minutes like oh bang bang you and he's circling everything that's naughty quote unquote not good for a good christian child i guess uh turn on the night dude that had all kinds of shit circled it was and it's a kiss record i had to give my christmas present back to my mom i wasn't that allowed sucks. to have it my stepdad 
who got me into all kinds of fucking metal. If my dad got me into Kiss by default, <laughs> right? Funny, funny they play in letter what he's trying to fuck me over with Kiss. Well, this guy got me into everything else, but he hands me this record, man, Iron Maiden, somewhere in time. He's like, look. I've gone through all the lyrics. There's no way they could find anything bad, and at least you get a good metal album. I had that on vinyl because he gave it to me. I bought it on cassette. And then after that, I went and bought it on CD when that finally came out on CD because it's such a good album. I was, like, so hooked. And from there, man, I was was all in on Maiden. I went backwards all the way to fucking the debut, and I went all the way forward, and I still listen to this day, even though Mm -hmm. I get pissed off at him. (laughs) <laughs> but we are here to talk about our top five favorite Iron Maiden albums. So, Metal Mike, your number five. Uh, my number five. My number five album is Power Slave. Uh, like I said, this this list is going to be pretty fucking biased, man, because it's you know very much Power Slave though. What 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 a great fucking, fucking iconic record. dude. The cover, the tour, God, I would have given anything to have been able to see that fucking tour. I oh, mean, yeah. it just—it's just a great, great record, man. I mean, from yeah, released in 1984. I mean, just a killer record. I love the concept. I've always been. Um, oh, hold on a second. Did you just pull an LC? Did you just pull up Wikipedia? Yeah, sure did. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did because I, I, I had to work last night and I didn't have time to write my notes. So it's kind of like I'm just by default. Um, but yes, this album, it was, it, it, again, at that point in time, to me, Maiden was just on fire. Everything was clicking, you know? Uh, I mean, I mean, dude, from the, the opening track, Ace is high. Love it. When they would do it live, they'd do the Winston Churchill speech. You know, we were fighting the hills. We were fighting the streets. Yeah, you know, uh, you know it's like, yeah, I mean, two minutes to midnight, which... It's a good impression, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Uh, two minutes to midnight, man. Um, just a fucking fantastic, um, uh, great song. Here's an aside, you might know, a little bit of thrash metal history. The original singer for Exodus, Paul Bailoff, uh, when he had his stroke, and Gary Holt, the guitarist, was his POA, his medical power of attorney. And when the doctors just said, look, he's pretty much brain dead. There's no way we can really save this guy. Um, they, they said, OK, we'll unplug him. And they actually told him because Paul was such a metalhead and a huge Maiden fan. They unplugged him two minutes to midnight. Nice. Now, that's nice. metal. That's, that's fucking metal, metal as fuck. I mean, but yeah, dude, the flash of the blade. Um you know the duelist, the 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 fucking um, you know title track. And yes, you could see right here maybe the beginning of Prog Maiden, but back then, goddamn it, it oh, man, worked. But it was Rhyme done well, right yes, of the ancient was, Mariner. Oh yeah, yeah, and and it seems to me like that's part of my problem with Maiden now. They do a whole album of Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner almost. Yeah, it's like every fucking yeah. record they do is fucking like just ridiculously it's like they hit six minutes with fucking uh uh waiting by the gallows pole uh uh, what the fuck is that song off a number to beast bells begin to chime 
reflecting you know and I, past life that's always like six minutes they're like no we got to do better right you know um and and you know but yeah it's just such a great record like i said i have a lot of memories of the tour even though i didn't get to go there was this mtv iron maiden concert for that tour it was almost like a documentary in a way and it was so cool and and you had the fucking the 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 pharaoh eddie because that's one thing i always loved about maiden and their records is they'd always have eddie and he'd always be in a different scenario with each record you know sure. i always thought that was and with really, the singles really cool. there was always a poster release with the singles i actually yes, had the 1987 released aces high single poster me too dude i had full that poster. size poster is still there yeah i still have it yeah um i had the phantom of the opera poster from fucking you know uh i believe killers is what nice right phantom of the so, operas yeah yeah so power yeah. slave yeah, that's my number five. What are I, wow. your thoughts on Power, Fly, Power Slave? I, I, I kind of have to mimic your thoughts. I mean, it's it's an amazing album. It's an amazing album. And uh, it's going to fuck Maiden fans up. But Power Slave in my list, because yes, it does make my list. I juggled with um, Seventh Son. <laughs> oh, really? Now, see, I think Seventh Son, now, I want your opinion. <laughs> to me, Seventh Son, that's kind of the beginning of, even though there were albums after that that weren't so proggy, that to me is the beginning of Prog Maiden. Would you agree? Prog Maiden? Some pretty long fucking songs on that album, dude. I like I, Seventh Son. There's some good tunes on it, don't get me wrong, but... Because the only proggy song I can think of is the title track. Yeah, that's because that's long as hell. The rest of them are typical Maiden songs, and it were between three and a half, five minutes. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe I'm remembering things differently. It's but, just uh, it's it's got even more keyboard than somewhere in time. Yeah, that that might be it. You know, but uh. But yeah, I had a Phantom of the Opera poster, which of course is from the first Maiden album. So, um, yeah. Nice. My number five. It's kind of when they were still going into that. Yeah, fuck that, man. It's a great album. Fear of the Dark. Ah. First of all, the title track. Ugh. All that acoustic intro stuff. And then you hit into the, you know, the rocking stuff, that crazy fucking riff. That alone seals it for me for this album. But Be Quick or Be Dead, that's a jammer, dude. From Here to Eternity. Are you kidding me? Afraid to Shoot Strangers is even a great song. You know, I with this one, I struggled with uh, No Prayer for the Dying. I'm like, oh, bring your, or bring your daughter to slaughter is pretty good. But this has Judas, my guide. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a great tune. Uh, I, I think this was the beginning of the wicked big change in Maiden. Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff after this album that I don't know. I have them all digitally. Mm -hmm. but I just don't know it. But man, for those few songs, and definitely Fear of the Dark, there's something about Bruce when he's doing that. It's like, Hallowed Be Thy Name. There there it is. That's the song I was trying to remember. Oh, I love that song. You bring it in kind of slow when you show your vocal prowess, and then you hit. And I thought Fear of the Dark was just a callback to Number of the Beast with songs like that. 
It's a great album. That's why it's my number five. Now, my number four, I don't need to talk about because my number four is Power Slave. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> it's a great, great fucking album, man. Uh, like I said, you hit everything you could possibly hit about it. Yeah, it, it's, it is. It's just, like I said, that's why it's in my top five, man. Fuck Fear of the Dark, um, Fear of the Dark's a solid record. Wouldn't obviously it's not my top five. I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be a spoiler warning right there and just tell you that. But um, good record, damn good record, good solid record. Um, probably the last Maiden album I actually bought. See, I'm I saying saw that, you had I No Prayer for cool. the Dying, and then you had Fear the Dark, and what they do after that, I don't know. And then yeah, I kind of well, you know, album came out. <laughs> you know, not only that, but I was getting into other. Like, I, at that point in time, man, I'm listening to fucking, you know, um, uh, you know, I'm listening to fucking Pantera and Sepultura like Typo yeah. Negative and Ministry and, you know, Prong and all this really heavy, you know, Entombed and Obituary and I'm getting into Crowbar and, you know, that kind of shit, you know, and, and Maiden, while I still loved them. They just weren't really doing it for me anymore. I got to be honest with you. It was like, well, you know. Well, I feel that. I feel that. At that time, I'm listening to Cinderella's Long Cold Winter and shit like that, so. (laughs) Right. I like that record, though. It's a great record. Yeah. So, so, uh. Good blues and rock and roll. What's your number four? My number four is Killers. Uh, released in 1981, the second album with Paul Diano. Um, just a great, great record. Um, I know some people prefer this album over the debut album, but for me, I, you know, production, smunduction, sm- I mean, but it's still a great record. I mean, the instrumental that kicks off the Ides of March, Wrathchild, Murders in the Rue Morgue, Another Life, another great instrumental gang is Khan, Innocent, Innocent Exile, the title track, Prodigal Son is awesome purgatory and then it ends with drifter holy fucking shit man just a great great punch to the fucking face i know some people have this whole diano versus dickinson thing just like they have a lame ass fucking um dio ozzy thing and uh yeah um, and a lame ass sammy hagar david lee roth thing right which again i i (laughs) hey i'm a sammy fan people have to remember i just don't really dig on van hagar but i love I mean, there's like a couple of Van Hagar songs, but hey, but as a whole, no. But I love fire that shot. Yeah, well, of course, because you know you like cock. But anyway, uh, no, I love. Ouch. uh, uh, No, I'm just teasing. Uh, I I love uh, fucking Montrose, and I like a lot of lot of solo Sammy. One of my favorite all time Sammy songs, solo wise, is the track heavy metal. I love that fucking song, that fucking riff. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I do like Sammy. I just think that him and Eddie neutered each other. Boom, bam, mic drop done. Enough about Van Halen, Van Hagar, whatever the fuck you want to call it. We're going back to me. This is a killer, killer record. And I, and look, like I don't have a problem with people preferring one over the other, but when they disparage one to elevate the other is when I get pissed off, especially, Especially 
um, with Ozzy and Dio and, and even Diano and, and Dickinson. I'm like, man, they were both fucking awesome. I, I fucking, I don't know what you guys are talking about, man. I, I don't understand why. Like I said, if you like one more than the other, fine. But I've had some people that just like, oh, they got to put Ozzy down because, you know, to elevate their boy. There's no reason to do that, man. It's like they're both fucking incredible, man. Just, you know, all right. And another oh, yeah. thing, if you want to like Van Halen with Sammy Hammer, hey, rock out. You, you got to understand, like, when I fucking bought 50 for 150, I was excited. I was like, holy shit, this is going to be amazing. Then I pushed play, and I was like, ugh. But hey, that's me. A lot of people <laughs> did like that record. And everything that Sammy did with him afterwards, they sold a lot of records with Sammy. You can't deny that, man. They were still successful. Of course, I think it's the same argument you could make for Metallica. You know, like a lot of people always want to make a comparison to Metallica getting <laughs> with Kiss. And I don't want to get in that vortex real quick, but I just want to throw this out there real fast, and then we'll get back to Maiden. And it's the fact that there is one key difference. Yes, Metallica strayed from their roots. Yes, Metallica experimented and got weird, but they were still selling out stadiums and sheds and. In, in arenas they were still selling records like crazy where kiss couldn't get arrested after dynasty let's especially here in the states you know like i know unmasked was a huge hit in australia and all and that's all well and good but let's be honest man nobody gave a fuck about the elder gee i wonder why and then you got fucking uh number two i feel ben, like i'm being attacked album. here well a little bit But my point that I'm trying to make is Kiss, their sales and their popularity tanked, where Metallica was still huge, man. That's one thing Bill Wayne pointed out to me. I'm like, you know, Bill, you're right. I still think it musically sucks, and that's where I'm making the comparison is like, yeah, the wheels fucking fell off. Yeah, they might have been able – I mean, to me, I think people just bought it because it was Metallica. There's certain people that are going to buy shit just because you slap that label on there. And I think that's the way it was with some of those particular bands, especially Metallica. They, if they, Metallica, I mean, they even called it load. It was, it was a load of shit. And then they gave us a reload of it. Thanks, James. Thanks, Lars. Appreciate it. You know, and, 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 and people bought it. Anyway, end of, end of rant. Back to Maiden. This is an incredible album. Your thoughts on, uh, uh, Killers. I'm thinking, how the fuck do I shorten that? (laughs) Uh, Killers. Let me tell you what. I'm going to piss a lot of Maiden fans off. Oh, boy. I didn't give a fuck about this album. Didn't care. I was all all about Somewhere in Time. And then... Well, uh, that was then. Hold on. Calm calm the fuck down. Let me tell my story. All right. (laughs) And Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Seventh Son became a home VCR concert film you could watch. That tour. Mm -hmm. And I had it. And I watched it. And dude, I fell in love with the song, Killers. Hell yeah. Dave Murray became one of my favorite guitar players because of that because he's like finger tapping and Oh yeah. I was like, oh my God, this guy rules. Fuck Adrian Smith. <laughs> you know, I'm a Dave Murray fan. Bruce's delivery, yo, killer behind you. I, I thought he was amazing. So I was like, I, you know, I, I called my stepdad up. I said, hey, how, how, how come I don't know about this fucking Iron Maiden killer shit? He's like, oh, dude, you got to check that out. Paul Diano, yeah, go check that out. I was like, check what out? He said, it's an album. 
It's called Killers. Oh, so I went and bought it. Holy fuck. I understand the Diano argument, but mm-hmm. this is not a top two favorite <laughs> Iron Maiden albums show. Right. I get it. I will say, I prefer Bruce. And I think Bruce does a real good job with those Diano songs. But man, those first two albums. But yeah, Killers I got into because of Bruce Dickinson singing Diano's song. So I am sorry. (laughs) Why do you apologize, dude? What do I always tell Mark Alden Taylor? Because I remember one time he's like, well, I didn't know about this band and blah, blah. I'm like, but you're here now, aren't you? Right. He gives a fuck when you get to the party as long as you fucking attend the party and have a good time. That, that's just my attitude about it. Like, I can't stand that where somebody's like, well, I was a so-and-so fan since day one. Well, bully for you. Good for well, you. Well, I can tell you, you this. Lucky. Some of us weren't lucky and some of us were younger and some of us are older. So, you know, like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, you come into a band when you come into them. You have no control over that. It's like okay. one of those things where, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, when, I, like, okay, I'll be honest, man. Like, you know what? No, I'm not even going to mention it because that's a whole other podcast, a whole other discussion. But but there's certain ah. albums that a band put out that, you know, you can go, oh, it's not I, I don't like that record. But you got to remember for somebody else, that's their first album by right. that band. That's yeah, but, but I just said I did like those albums. Oh, I know. I you just did. prefer I just prefer Bruce. Oh, I know you did. But uh, my. Point. I think Killers is way better than a debut. But, I, I think people suck too much dick on that song. You know, or for, that album. But but um but for 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 me, uh, you know, it's kinda like Ralph. You know, Ralph prefers Diano. Well, when did he come into Maiden? Yeah, yeah, in the, the beginning, beginning, man. It makes yeah. sense, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, and, I, and I came in at somewhere in time. So that's what I'm saying. I came in on number of the beast. See, so boom, boom, boom. There you go. Ralph but I may your... be the only DJ on that metalstation.com that's played Samson, Bruce Dickinson's band before no. he joined Maiden. No, you're not. Well, fuck you. I was feeling pretty good about myself, Mike. I've done it, and AP McGee has played Samson as well. I know. In fact, I think uh, Verno, when he was with us, did. But okay, you, you, you might all could die. Whoa, <laughs> hater. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, all right, give me your number three. Uh, now, I know for some people, this would probably be their number one, and it's certainly understandable, but part of the, the, the parameters for my list, it wasn't just albums I went back to. There is a bit of nostalgic factor for me, and I, maybe there is for you as well, and uh, that's why I have certain albums rated where I have them. Uh, but fuck, man, um, 1982's Number of the Beast, my introduction to Maiden, you'd think that would be my number one. Um but I'll tell you why later, why it's not. Um, but what an amazing record. I mean, right off the bat, you know, Invaders, Children of the Damned, which I think is an amazing song. The Prisoner, 22 Casey Avenue, The Number of the Beast, the title track, Run to the Hills. I know it's played out, but goddamn, that's a banger of a fucking classic. Gainland. And then, of course, one of the most epic metal songs, which, by the way, you really need to check out Machine Head's version of this song. They do a phenomenal job, and that is Hallowed Be Thy Name. I, I love this record. It was my introduction to Maiden. Um, it's a, an incredible album. Um, not a bad track as far as I'm concerned. I know some people feel differently, but um, 
I absolutely love this. And I know there's probably some of you out there. Why is this not your number one? Well, I have my reasons and I'll explain why. Bushy, your thoughts on Number of the Beast. <laughs> it's not even on my list. Wow. All right. All right. It's, it's Interesting. not even on my list. Now, would uh, it be in your top 10, though, if we were doing absolutely. a top 10? Absolutely. Okay. It would hover between six and seven. Easy. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But uh, I love that album. I absolutely love that album. Right, right. There's a couple tracks I can't stand, though. You know, I don't want to hear Gangland. I get pissed off that uh, 22 Acacia Avenue doesn't get more play. Yeah, that's fucking song's kill. I think Gangland's probably the weakest song on the album, personally. No, gang- Gangland's horrible. I don't really like Invaders. Oh, I number do. To, number to Beast is, you know, badass even the prisoner i don't think is a great song and fuck run to the hills oh my god did you get there yet (laughs) well look like i said it's totally played out but at the time i loved it i mean you know 11 12 what what year what month did this record come out uh march so i was 11 years old bush you know what i mean i mean and the video it's fucking hokey and cheese dick now but I ain't gonna lie, you know. Well, I gotta say, I, I, I listen to that record a lot because the album cover is fucking iconic. Oh, it's beyond iconic. And I read all the stories in Metal Edge and Circus where they were saying supernatural weird shit was happening when they were recording the song number to Beast. I remember reading all that bullshit. I don't know if that was a PR stunt or whatever, but I remember all that. But there's only a couple, three songs on that album that... that yeah, I'll listen to those. I do a lot of skip on there as I've gotten older. And like mm-hmm. I said, you had Charlotte the Harlot with Diano. You had 22 Acacia Avenue. And they continued that story later on. And I don't know if it was uh, Fear of the Dark or if it was No Prayer. Yeah. But they kind of wrapped that story up. That, that's just badass. Um, Number of the Beast for me, though, I do want to mention, though, is it's not a record I really go back to a lot anymore, but I have it on my list just because it was my introduction to Maiden. So, again, because of nostalgic reasons, that's why it's where it's at. But I also know a lot of people really revere this record and feel well, it. I was going to say, mine's not even on my list. What are you crying about? <laughs> right. But, but, no, but I was just saying, I was trying to explain to you where, I, you know, it's not one I really go back to a lot. Um, but I still had to put it on there just because it was my introduction to Maiden, you know? Nice. So it's like, okay, you know, so for that reason, um, anyway, uh, moving on, what's, uh, your number three, would it be your number three? three. Yeah. My number three peace of mind. Oh, okay. Dude. Fly to Vicarus is my all time favorite Iron Maiden song. I, I don't know what it is, but when it's I fucking heard this, awesome. that's what it is. Well, when I heard this, I had just studied in eighth grade Greek mythology because that was a section of our English class was to study Greek mythology. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, this band, much unlike what I heard, you know, wasted years, which is very philosophical, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, man, don't don't be looking back. You got to look forward. Grab onto what you have now. You know, mm-hmm. powerful song. Flight of Icarus, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> he 
he's talking about something. He's telling a story about something that happened. Yeah. And you don't get that in Somewhere in Time. You know, right, it's, it's a, right. It's a, you know, that's a very eclectic, fuck, dare I say proggy? I'll have to shoot myself in the dick right now. It's it it's a weird album when you think about Maiden. You know, and there's just so many great songs. I mean, where eagles dare. Fuck, dude. Oh, revelations. I, I don't give a shit. I love Maiden doing slow stuff and then speeding it up is great stuff. Mm-hmm. Die with your boots on. Yeah. I was a soldier, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I felt yep. that. The trooper. Which is Still actually life? inspired by Call of the Light Brigade. A lot of people yeah. don't know that. It's one thing that's great about Maiden. Is, it's one Dude, thing they, they have teach to... you something. They give you a history lesson when they're doing it right. And, and, and there's another band you could say that about, even though you don't really care for them because of the vocalist, but Rush. Rush was all... I mean, I remember Sebastian Bach making a joke about how, you know, most bands lead you to sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Bands like Maiden... And, and, and Rush, and he goes, and even Sabbath at this point, man, they, they lead you to reading, <laughs> you know, like, or, or study, you know what I mean? Because you, because they do teach you a lot of history, but they also like, you know, I mean, a lot of Maiden songs are songs that are based on science fiction books or yeah. fantasy or horror, whatever it is they feel but, like talking but, about. But that's the thing. They're always talking about something. Yes. This band is so different because it's not all sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Right, none of they're none a very, of very different band. Very cerebral. Yeah, and yeah, man, fucking peace of mind. That's just my all-time, not my all-time well, favorite, but it's got my all-time favorite song. Yes, and yeah. it's only number three. I go back to this one like all the time. I actually go back to it more than my one and two. Right on. Okay, cool. Very, very. So what's cool. your number three, brother? Um, my number three. Well, I already told you it was number of the beast. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah. I'll give See, you my thoughts on this album. I didn't write it down. In a little oh, yeah, while. on peace of mind, absolutely. I'll give you my thoughts in a little while. We're not done yet. So that tells you something right there. Oh, so peace of mind is on your list, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, What's your number sir. two? My number two is the self-titled debut. Um, this is a record that when I was younger, I liked it and I listened to it. But as I've gotten older, I just go back to a lot more. Um it's just a great, great debut album. I mean, come on, dude. Prowler, um, Running Free, which I know it's one of their more popular songs, but man, I just love that song. You know, hanging out with my buddies, driving in a car, getting high, loved it. Fan of the Opera, um, Transylvania's Instrumental, I dig it. Strange World, Charlotte the Harlot. Come on, man, you know. That's the thing that started that whole story with the 22 Casey Avenue and all oh, that. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, the title track, Iron Maiden. Um, and then, of course, one of my all-time favorite Maiden songs, written by Steve Harris and Paul Diano, Remember Tomorrow. One uh, one song that, in my opinion, kind of, you know, when people say, oh, Diano uh, wasn't that great a vocalist. Listen to this song, motherfucker, and tell me he wasn't a great vocalist. Great song. One of my all-time favorite Maiden tracks which actually if if you listen to remember tomorrow what they're doing now almost makes sense yeah except they wrote a really cool song that didn't last 20 years uh i'm sorry man i just nobody knows that song it didn't last 20 seconds uh, i always trying to give credit oh okay um five minutes and 30 seconds dude um which nope 
Nope. Set, uh, Fan of the Opera, seven minutes. I mean, that's what's weird about Maiden. Maiden's always had long songs, you know, but Jesus Christ, now they do a whole fucking album full of them, man. And I don't know. I just long for the days when Maiden can punch me in the fucking face in four and a half minutes or so. Six minutes. Fuck, I'll take seven. Just fucking kick my ass, man. Anyway, I that's gotta, a whole I, I have to tell you, this is interesting. Your number two is Iron Maiden. My number two is Killers. Oh, okay. All right. You know, but we already spoke on Killers. Right. And and you already spoke on my number one. Mm-hmm. So here we go. No, what's... Oh, really? Your number one is fucking peace yes. of mind? Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Explain this, because the mated tards are fucking mad at you right now. Um... Mainly for nostalgic reasons. I was introduced to Maiden by my brother, but Peace of Mind was the first Maiden record I ever bought with my own money, Budge. Um, you, you know what I mean? It was my Iron Maiden album, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. You know, it's yeah. different when you get a hand-me-down or you get introduced to a band by somebody. But when you buy the first... Kind of like what Crazy Nice is for you, I guess, you know? Right. But I love this record. And fuck the Maiden Tarts if they don't agree with me. It, it's got to at least be in your top... This is a great fucking record, dude. Where Eagles Dare, Revelations, Fly to Icarus, fucking hello. That song is amazing. That's Die my all-time favorite Maiden song. The Trooper. Holy fucking shit. Even, I mean, come on, Still Life, Quest for Fire, Sun and Steel, To Tame a Land, are you fucking kidding me? This record rules. Fuck anybody who fucking wants to hate on me for it. Like, fuck you. Like, this song, this album rules. Like, how can you, I, I it's, it, it's, I guarantee you it's in most old school Maiden's top fives. I know Ralph has it in his top five. I don't know where he's got it ranked, but I know it's there. Because I again, my list is biased. It's the first fucking five albums because that's my wheelhouse when it comes to Iron Maiden. Now, number six, of course, would be somewhere in time for me. Uh, but I I love this record, man. So uh, that's yes, badass. that's my number one. Yeah, I, I thought you would appreciate that, dude. That is I was badass. Hoping, but once you I found out it was on your list, I'm like, yes, yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta say, you're number six number one i knew it i knew it i knew it but i get it i get it yeah somewhere in time man introduced to him uh with wasted years on mtv and then like i said my stepdad gave me the whole record and that's the first album i ever bought on every format i could get it on mm-hmm. <laughs> but come on caught somewhere in time oh dude that one of the greatest lead-in intros the way it builds and builds and builds. It's absolutely amazing. In fact, I use that instrumental version as a sound bed to my first time I hit the mic every week on the Big Bushy Power Hour. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. Uh, Wasted Years, iconic. Some of the best guitar playing I've ever heard. Sea of Madness is amazing. Heaven Can Wait is a staple, or it used to be, should be brought back. Loneliness and Long Distance Runner. So underrated. Mm-hmm. So underrated. Such a great song. And Stranger in a Strange Land, man. I mean, what's really I, I cool? can't Again. sing enough praises to this. Yeah. You know, Deja, Deja Vu, well, we've all felt that. So that's a cool song. 
and then close out with the epic Alexander the Great, which a lot of people think falls short. And I'm like, dude, listen to the story. <laughs> it's well, like country yeah, it's, music it's, for fuck's sake. Listen to the story. It's 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 once again it's a history lesson, and then also you have their love for sci-fi with Stranger in Strange Land, which is an oh. amazing novel written by, in my opinion, the greatest sci-fi author that ever lived, Robert A. Heinlein. Um, fucking there you go. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's a, it's my number six. I know some of the older you know Iron Maiden fans weren't as like Ralph, he's not really big on this record, but I like it. I think it's a really good record. It's not in my top five, but goddamn, it's right below it. You know, it's like to me, it's the last. I'm gonna say it. Great Maiden record. After that, I mean, I like Seven Sun, Seven Sun, but to me, that's where the decline begins. And then it just, and I'm, I'm sure there's probably gonna be Maiden tards that want to burn me in F and G. Fuck you. Okay, I'm sorry. It's my opinion. It doesn't diminish your love for Maiden. If you love everything they do, folks, go with God, man. You know, like there's a couple of songs on Sinjitsu I actually do like, but as an album, it's like, okay, this bores me. It was good background music for me to pass fucking my pills. I'll say that. Some really cool guitar work, but it's something that it's like, I'm like, okay, is this song over yet? And I look and it's like fucking halfway through and it's like fucking, I don't know, 12 minutes long or however fucking long it is. It's like, <laughs> really? Like, you know, I mean, I just, you know, I, I don't know. And another thing I do think, I do agree with Ralph on, I do think part of Maiden's popularity, as great as their musicianship wait, is. Wait, wait, wait a second. The whole is, ed- doc, is Dr. Fuck a sponsor or something? No. Because you are sucking his dick. Uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Ralph. I think you owe us some royalties. Yeah, how, how do you know? How do you know he's not paying me, dude? Anyway, to to plug him, uh, but no. What I was going to say though is the fact that he always says, you know, that Eddie's the reason why Maiden's more popular than a band like, say, Judas Priest. No way. Um, I well, I don't know how. He, no, that's not what he said. He said that he thinks that's why, out of all the new way, like he feels Saxons put out much better material, and you can make an argument for that. Because I'll tell you what, the last few Saxon albums have been fucking amazing, in my opinion. You could definitely make an argument for that. I know it's going to piss off the Maiden Tarts, but I got... But, my God, Eddie is such a. So iconic... you can't see me, people, but I'm shaking my head defiantly no. You're going to tell me <laughs> that fucking Sinjitsu is better than Saxon's last record. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Get here's here, here's what here. I can tell you. I've heard Iron Maiden's album once. Yeah, exactly. I haven't heard Saxon. <laughs> well, then you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, their latest album, I haven't heard it. Yeah, Battering Ram, Thunderpole. Are you kidding me, dude? Like, I'm. I, yeah. yeah. They got Carpe Diem coming out. I mean, dude, Sacrifice, Call to Arms, all those are better than the last several Maiden albums, in my opinion. Well, you're probably right. <laughs> you're know. probably right. I've heard them. Yeah. The Maiden, I mean. <laughs> and while you could pick out some stuff that's, ah, this is cool, I guess. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I just don't, I just don't, um, I don't, I mean, I, I, and, and, and I know people are going to go, oh, you're a Maiden hater. No, I'm not. I wouldn't no, be doing not. this. But Stop you know, that. but they're but you know how it is with the extreme fucking tarred fans, and they're that way with everybody. And every every fan, but every band has them. There's 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 some in every fan base. I don't give a fuck what it is. Oh, yeah. It's not even music. I mean, 
I remember when people got mad because uh, I wasn't real big on Ozzy's last album, Ordinary Man. There was like one or two songs I liked. Where the, the, some douchebag said on to me on YouTube, well, you're not a real Ozzy fan. I was like, go fuck yourself, dude. Go For real, because I because I own it and still haven't heard it. You know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, just because I didn't, you know, just because, look, I love Ozzy, but guess what? Not There's very few bands I know of there's a couple for me where I'm like, man, they didn't put out a bad record. Can't say that about the Oz man. And, and that hurts me to say, I love Ozzy. I love Sabbath, but I gotta be honest, man. Not everybody hits a home run. And with oh. Iron Maiden, a lot of filler, ladies and gentlemen, lots of filler. All right. I agree. You know, and it's not even like I'm going, Oh God, this is horrible. Like you can't sit there and go, because while I'm listening to it at work, I'm like, man, that's some sweet guitar work. Like, there's some good stuff there. But it's just not focused to me. It's like, here, let me blow your mind by how fucking talented and amazing we are. It's kind of um, indulgent. I'm sorry. It's indulgent. It's it's okay, brother. I mean, I, I feel you. I don't know that it's so indulgent. I think it's... God, they gotta be close 70 if not in their 70s and and, and it is impressive bushy like i said look i went to see maiden uh, the last time they were here in the states and they put on backing tracks that's all i'm saying no he sure fucking doesn't and and the other thing about it but he did say he's not flying uh ed force one on this next tour oh really that that scares me (laughs) because like if uh bruce who's a commercial airline pilot certified I know. You know, fly them big motherfuckers. If he's saying, no, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) That bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, look, Maiden, I mean, and look, and what do I know? I mean, like you said, they're one of the most successful metal bands of all time. I mean, they have a rabid following. Even in America, man, when I went to see them, that fucking, that amphitheater was packed. Packed, All over. All over. They're one of those bands that defy everything. Yeah. You know, because they don't get radio play. Right. These days, they don't get MTV play. No, well, nobody does really, dude. The only song I ever heard by Maiden was Wasted Years on FM radio. And it was a super condensed, edited version. Oh, yeah. You know, I never heard that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of them... It's just one of them things, man. But look, I, I have all the respect for Maiden. And, and and I'm not saying there aren't a few songs here and there that I'm like, oh, man, that's pretty good. And that goes even with Sinjitsu. But I just, I got to be honest with you, it's not, it doesn't really grab me. It doesn't grab me by the fucking balls like the albums that are on my list. It's still do to this day. Like when I go back and listen to them, I'm like, God damn, that's some good yeah, shit, Yeah, no, man. absolutely not. I, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. But just to wrap it up here, uh, yeah, these are our top five Maiden albums of all time. Metal Mike was number one. No, let's go to back way. Number five, Power Slave. Yes, sir. Number four, Killers. Number three, Number of the Beast. Number two, the debut, Iron Maiden. And shocking to me (laughs) is... Number one all-time favorite Maiden album is Peace of Mind. Bushy, Fear of the Dark, Power Slave, Peace of Mind, Killers, Somewhere in Time. You know what? I think uh, those are pretty goddamn good lists, brother. Th- those are 
really, really good. Because yeah. I can't argue with yours at all. Yeah, I mean, you know, and again, it's it's like Chris said last week. It's all subjective, folks. I mean, oh, this sure. is my top. These are really, it's not even my top, like, all time. It's it's my favorite Maiden albums. That's really what it is. It's your favorites. Your personal favorite Maiden albums, man. Hell yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, I have all the respect for Iron Maiden. Love them to death, man, and always will to my dying day. But, but I also have to say there are other bands that i do like more you know and well sure you know i know and and i know that there's but man you say that shit that like i remember somebody with mark alden taylor had a poll and black sabbath was just whipping everybody's ass and, and this maiden tar got butt hurt because you know it's trying to say that sabbath is, is dude uh number one uh shut the fuck up because it's not always about talent and who's the better guitar player or whatever. If that was the argument, then Ace Fraley wouldn't be as revered as he is. Because let's be honest, Ace is a great street-level guitar player, but he's not fucking Yngwie Malmsteen or Randy Rhodes or Eddie Van Halen, okay? You know, let's, No, he's not. he just does some weird stuff that works. Exactly. Okay, and, and with Sabbath, it's like, okay, yeah, Maiden, yeah, forefront of the new wave of British heavy metal band, uh, movement. Black Sabbath created entire fucking genre of music. Bam, mic drop, shut the fuck up. Done. Done. <laughs> like, just shut up, dude. I don't give a fuck, you know? If you love Maiden more, good for you. I'm not saying you can't, but you have to respect that. My co-host is wearing a goddamn Black Sabbath t-shirt. And I know yes. Sabbath, I know he loves Sabbath, but they're not one of his top... Where would you rank Sabbath in your bands? Are they even in your top ten? Honestly, be honest now. Top ten? Ooh, probably not. See? They're my probably number one. Not. Yeah. You know, but that's okay. I don't give a, I don't freak out about it. I don't get mad about it. It's like, fuck. But you know what? I know my co-host respects them, and he realizes their importance, and, you know, hello? It's okay they, to like other bands, you know? They, they, they fucking rule. <laughs> yeah, it's Black fucking Sabbath, man. Love Sabbath. I probably like like a hundred thousand bands. I mean, I don't know. That's probably a very exaggerated number, but there's a lot of goofy shit out there I like. Yeah. <laughs> I could like it for one song, or I could like it because I know the discography. Right. And in all that, Black Sabbath is yeah, they're still up there, ten, fifteen. Yeah. Somewhere so in, in your top twenty. Oh yeah, easy, easy yeah. top twenty. Yeah. Right. Right on, man. But yeah, that's our uh, top five Iron Maiden albums. Um, dude, I got to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the record store. Yeah? Only because the record store has uh, Delta 8 and Delta 10 and all that stuff that uh-huh. will get you high, but you can't get charged for <laughs> because North Carolina is so communist. Dude, I bought the Christopher Cross album. So oh! I, see, <laughs> you want to know something funny? I actually like Christopher Cross. Does that surprise you? My dad bought a lot. My mom and dad used to listen to his records as a kid. I would, you know, like everybody just assumes that all I ever listened to is hard rock or rock and metal. No, guys. My mom and dad, I mean, a lot of times on the turntable. I mean, they played rock. Don't get me wrong. But I would hear Christopher Cross. I would hear John Denver and things like that on the turntable. And I like that stuff. Hell yeah. Smooth, golden voice. Anyway, I got that. And then uh, Elton John's Greatest Hits Volume 2. Nice. But here's the reason. Because I'm, I'm looking through the CDs. I didn't buy any vinyl. I was looking through the CDs. And I just saw the picture of Elton John 
I don't know if it's golf or if it's fucking high lie or if it's some weird fucking cricket or whatever. But he looks like he's golfing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, is that the album my dad had that had the bitch's back on it? And I snatch it, turn it over. Yeah, track one, the bitch's back. Huh. I just remember my dad playing this album all the time. It's the only Elton John record he had. So bought that on CD. Right on. And then I discovered a band just because I bought beer at a convenience store. Isn't that fucking crazy? It's called Earth Collider. Uh, they're not even together anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Doesn't it suck when you find out, you discover a band, and then that happens all the time, man. Oh, it sucks. Me. It sucks so bad. I don't know. Have you ever seen those memes, Bushy? With the, it's, He's like a younger dude, and he's wearing like a Stormtroopers of Death shirt. He's sitting on a park bench looking all sad. And they'll have like these different ones, but one of them was like, it said, Discover an Amazing New Band. On the internet, found out they broke up ten years ago, and I'm like, yes, yeah, yes. pretty much, yeah, for real, it sucks. It's pretty good, you know. It's pretty good band. They're kind of thrashy. Good stuff out of Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, you you can still find them on Bandcamp. What's their name Bandcamp again? Fan. What's their Earth, name? Earth Collider. Cool. Okay, I'll check them out, man. It's pretty good stuff. Like awesome. five bucks for the five bucks for the album minimum. Sweet, sweet, so. man. And it's interesting that you mentioned Elton John because my dad had, he had the first greatest hits album on the turntable all the time when I was a kid, man. That was when nice. I, you know, because uh, my dad, he's more of a compilation guy. He He's not real big on, like, you know, he's like, there's only a few, like, he has Eagles Hotel California, which is not a compilation, but most of his record collection is greatest hits compilations you know sure sure like my dad was kind of the same except he also had a what was it goodbye yellow big road that album as which far is on john goes yeah great record great record man yeah dude well hey this has been a fucking blast brother and uh i think we're you know getting on yeah. a roll here dude so I, hell yeah I think we're at the end, and yes, it sir. looks like we have a day picked out to do this every week, so maybe that'll happen. Don't get your hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to try, folks. We're going to try to be more consistent if we can, you know. Um, you know, There might be some hiccups along the way, but I definitely think it's a goal we can try, with because I'm off every Tuesday, dude, so if we can do this every Tuesday, and then whatever we can record on the weekends that we both have time, Especially when oh, we have yeah. special... That'll probably be like our special guest episodes. All right. Do you have anything to promote? Actually, I do. We were just talking about them, but I'm going to show you right here. I just bought the box set, the CD, and I buy the CD versions, even though I love vinyl, but I'm a DJ at that metal station, and I take all this and I rip it so I can play it on the radio, and it's got all the metadata, and it makes it legal. Yes. So, and that is... Black Sabbath Technical Ecstasy Super Deluxe box set. Ironically, nice. when it comes to the Aussie era, this is probably my least favorite record of theirs, but it's still a damn good record. There's still some damn good songs on here. Um, Backstreet Kids, um, you know, You Won't Change Me. It's All Right, which is a Bill Ward song, kind of odd ballad. 
Gypsy, all moving parts stand still. Rock and Roll Doctor, which I'm like, eh. She's Gone, which I know some people bag on, but I think it's a beautiful ballad. And, of course, my favorite song on the record, Dirty Women. Plus, it's got extra CDs. Like, there's new mixes of certain songs, and the CD3's outtakes and alternative mixes. And nice. then CD4 is a live world tour, 1976-77. That's what's great about these box sets. Now, they've done one for uh, Paranoid. They've done one for... Uh, volume four and they've done one for sabotage i got them over there on my show uh, i haven't done one for master of reality yet and I'm, I'm not sure i've heard there there's plans to even do stuff for the dio stuff too so i'm really excited for that as well um I, they can I, keep I, them I coming as far a, as i'm concerned dude i feel you i own none of them i'm waiting for the born again box set well did you hear the news iomi's found the master tapes I know it. And he's talking about remixing it. And I'm like, yeah, yes. Fix that shit. Don't remix it. Well, yeah, remix it. Yeah, because it's, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, which, but I love that our, record. Our good friend Chris Sinzak doesn't like that record. What's wrong with you, Chris? Yeah, he's he's got long hair now. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good right. dude, though, man. We love you, Fuck Chris. Yeah. Absolutely. Metal Mike, you ready to get out of here? Dude, I think we have said everything we can for this week. So, you know what, dude? It's been awesome doing this with you as always. Thank you for asking me to be a part of this thing, man. And make sure you check out that metal station. The amazing DJs, including my awesome partner, he does a great show. Kind of eccentric and eclectic, but it's still a good show nonetheless. And he'll always play some metal. And what's really funny is how he'll do it. Because he'll play something really off the wall. And then he'll follow it up with Testament. And then throw in Poison right behind it. So you don't know what the fuck you're going to get, man. But that's what's kind of cool. I love the unpredictability. I don't always get to go in the chat room. But sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I put it on my phone. And I listen to you guys. And that goes for you other DJs, too. But I will be coming back into the chat room now. That I'm going to be coming back next Friday. I would have come back this Friday, but speaking of Sabbath, I'm going to see a Sabbath tribute act, and it's really interesting. It's called the Sabbath Experience. It's right here in my local theater, right up the road from us, or like, well, not up the road, but a little ways from us. And they're doing Ozzy and Dio. Nice. So I'm really looking forward to this, man. So, uh, you know, me, big Sabbath freak. And anything sure, Sabbath sure. related, and that includes the various solo projects that the members of Sabbath have done. Obviously, he's only Ozzy, saying that because you know. this is the first time we've been uh, recording looking at each other, and I got Black Sabbath right in his face. Mm. <laughs> I could talk about Sabbath all day long, they're my favorite band. But anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Please support that metal station, please support our other fellow podcasters. And um, you know what. Keep fighting the good fight and stay metal to your dying breath, motherfuckers. It's good to be back doing this. Can't wait to get back on the air. I've missed it so much. Still ain't totally done with the money pit, but getting there. Getting very, very close. Getting close enough now to where I can kind of almost take a little bit of a break from it and focus on this stuff, you know, and just work on the trailer every other weekend. Of course, we had that blizzard, so I can't really do anything right now. <laughs> nice. Anyway, so anyway, Bush. What's your final thoughts, my friend? Oh, man. Um, listen to Joe Rogan on Spotify. <laughs> That's going to piss some people off. But <laughs> In your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers by vinyl. We'll see you next time. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it, too. 
seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well, that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on the plug. See you next week. Mm-hmm.